you are about to enter a great adventure. What's up, gentlemen? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla here on the Captivate Network, also known as LOM Productions, also known as What the Fuck Are We Doing? We're going to be talking to you about another edition of In Real Life, episode number 25. WrestleMania 37. The date today is April 16th, and we're just going to go after it. Gentlemen, first of all, thank you to Anya for putting on a great show. Vito, Anya, you guys killed it. Absolutely. There were too many of us that were just unable to make it, so I want to thank you for that. But it is great to be back in this chair. Mango, we still miss you, but, you know, I'm going to talk for the rest of us. I want you to check us out at struttingfromgorilla.com. want you to go after us at from underscore gorilla on our TikTok and on the Twitter machine. Come talk to us. We're here. We're ready. And today we are going to be talking to you about WrestleMania 37 week. There was a lot to go over and we're going to do our best to just kind of touch on the good, touch on the bad, but quite frankly, just have a blast with it. Mikey Cash, I'm going to send it to you to kick us off. Well, great. You know, as of April 15th is when I finally finished watching all of the replays of both WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver. Unfortunately, I think for the first time ever, I could not watch WrestleMania live as it was happening. Family commitments, but Mikey Cash is back. I'm back in the saddle, as they say. And I was really sort of blown away by the whole week. I think, hey, WWE kind of got what they wanted. They owned the week. Wouldn't you say, Vito? I mean, they, they owned it. There wasn't another thing that was going to compete. I mean, even good, a pretty good dynamite that week from what I saw. But um, yeah, so this was great. Um, I guess I'll just throw some takeaways and Vito will just kind of keep going back and forth on this stuff. Let's let's just start with the elephant in the room, or should I say the bunny in the room? Bad bunny. Uh, I got to say, as much as Vito, I agree with you. Listen, they do this thing with the musical acts and celebrities, and, and they really push those people because they want that mainstream audience. And sometimes it works to the detriment of the wrestling fans who are watching all of this. With that said, this match actually delivered, and then some. To me, I think Bad Bunny showed that he put some real work into training to become a professional wrestler. This guy really wasn't phoning it in. I've, you know, we saw Snooki a couple of years ago when she wrestled with Maria Menounos. All right. And she just did like, well, she did the old like China, like cartwheel thing, the cartwheel move. Right. That was about it. Bad Bunny put on a full blown match. He sold his ass off. He was doing Canadian destroyers. I mean, he's doing hurricanes and he's doing them more crisp than some veterans do. I, I was blown away. What, what did you think, Vito? This this was wild. Yeah, uh, he did a good job. And again, I want to point out, it's it's not Bad Bunny that I was really concerned about. It's just the whole process of all of it that that drives me nuts. And uh, yeah, I, listen, I, I could tell. Obviously, he's a big wrestling fan. He killed it from the entrance. He killed mm-hmm. it from the effort that he put into it. Obviously, the timing was off a little bit here and there, but I give him a lot of credit. I honestly, at one point, Damian Priest was supposed to be in the match more than he was. Like I kept looking at him and he almost was like, what the hell? I'm, I'm supposed <laughs> like, to be why in am I here? here. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I don't know if that was like on purpose or not, but uh, Bad Bunny did a good job. I, again, I just, 
again, I, I just feel like it, it, it takes away from some of the wrestlers they have on the show and I get it. You know, he brought lots of eyeballs to the product that maybe hadn't seen it before. He certainly set the bar a lot higher for celebrities when they come in. And there's always going to be celebrities that come in during WrestleMania week. I get that. I do. I really do. I, the, the, the point behind this one was I actually hated his performance at Royal Rumble. And I, it was almost just like, again, they're just force feeding you this stuff. And it, I'm not going to harp on it because I harp on it all no, the time. No, That's where my hatred came from it. But yeah, I'll stench. give him credit where credit is. Yeah, that just You had a like, stench from, uh, from Royal Rumble. And and I, I hope that this actually washed that off. At least so that you're neutral on him. To Vito's point, all, right. all of this bad bunny, yeah. corporate agenda bullshit unfortunately worked on the stock board if i'm looking at this month's stock watch well it there's been two episodes since we haven't heard uh the infamous <laughs> stock watch it, it, get it, it didn't die it just got resurrected unfortunately not like the undertaker but 56 dollars 36 is where we're at on the stock watch and that actually has done nothing but gone up since bad bunny was announced at the royal rumble that universal bullshit, universal records, WWE pushing, it happened. It worked. You know, kudos to him for, for working out, but it's more of the corporate agenda that I, like you, Vito, didn't enjoy. Yeah, it's just that's the that's the reason I haven't liked WWE. And, well, I, I'm not going to say I haven't liked it. It's just it's the stuff that pushes me away. It just drives me crazy. And it's not about, like, the advertising or whatever. I don't care about that. Like, you're going to have that stuff going in there. But it's, like, just the fact that they, like, push that stuff and it's just so bad. Like, I just, ugh, it drives me crazy. And, I, you know what, I, okay, we'll move on because yeah, we gotta I'll give them on. his due. I'm happy about it. I want to talk about one negative thing about the whole week, and then we'll get into some of the positives and whatever. Overall, it it was what I thought it was, uh, was going to be as far as WrestleMania is concerned. I just, they have all these WrestleMania moments, and it's like there's so many of them. How are any of them even special? Like, it, it there's so many matches. Like, it just... One after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. One title after another title, after another title, after another title. And it's like, gosh, uh, you know, what are you doing here? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's hard to understand who is like the top guy, who isn't. Was it Lashley versus uh, McIntyre? Was it Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns? You know, it's just, there's so much going on. I just, it's hard. And then you sound overwhelmed. Yeah, that's how I feel. Let's start at the beginning of the week a little bit, right? We had the we had the raw. Sure, mm-hmm. fine. It was a raw three hours and hour, an hour too long, like it always is. And not probably not going to watch it. Probably just going to watch the clips, right? Uh, they have some good moments, some bad moments, whatever. Um, then we had the Hall of Fame ceremony, which was god awful. It was just Yikes. brutal, man. Like everything was scripted. Everything was. Just very, very difficult to watch. And yeah, I don't know. Vito, can I jump in? Yeah, you think, absolutely. Like, honestly, the speeches were by far the worst this year out of any years because, like, they had complete control over everything everybody said because it was all recorded. Like, they, they lost, like, they lost that, like, the authenticity of people just giving a speech and then responding to the fans. And so, yeah. It was kind of awkward. Like, it feels like a throwaway. Like, maybe they just should have just, like, stopped it. Yeah, but it just takes, years and... 
it takes that special moment away from some of those yeah. guys that you really admired. And I, again, I still think they should go back and look at it and have that moment where, okay, maybe we don't do five or six guys every year. And it was even worse this year. Cause there was two years of basically people going in and they just need to have like, maybe they don't induct, like have different tiers and every year they don't have to have the same tiers. And, and it, it would make it feel a lot better. It was great seeing like some of the guys, but I, I expected more from the NWO and like that. It was just, Oh, I didn't at all. That was awful. And I kind of expected it was going to be, I just hated it. And it, I, I just hated it. I, I, it was, it was difficult to watch, but mm-hmm. we'll move on. So that, that was kind of a negative to me. Then Wednesday, Thursday, you had take over baby take over. Got to tell you, it was really good. It was great. Um, lived up to the hype. You know, a lot of lot of good matches. Now, I got to go back and look, but Mike, are were there as many matches for TakeOver as there were for WrestleMania? I can tell you right now. Hold on. I'm pulling it up. So night right, one. Well, well, you pull that up. I don't know if maybe the two, two nights of TakeOver, then two nights of WrestleMania kind of threw me over the edge. I'm not really sure what it was. But I, I thought the two nights of TakeOver were great. They didn't feel as long watching TakeOver, I can tell you that. And the matches, you, like, the matches stuck out. Like, you could see the different matches going So, on. I did the math, and I, if I counted it right, NXT TakeOver only had 10 matches total. Mm-hmm. So, it was five matches a night. Yeah. And then WrestleMania had 14 matches in total. So, it looked like it, it rounded about to about seven a night. I might have missed something, but that's what the count is it, it allows the matches to have substance because they can go a little bit longer some of the matches in at mm-hmm. wrestlemania just felt like they were pushed and rushed and like i felt like the cesaro um seth rollins match was awesome but it could have yeah. gone longer it could have gone yeah. longer and been better you know I, if you if there was one match i would have cut from the card it probably just would have been shane and braun like i could have done without that match like entirely and i think i yeah. i wouldn't have felt like i missed anything yeah. i don't i don't need to see shane every year but on it, but I'm still my positive still stands like we talked about the last episode. I'm glad that Shane is really the only part timer that was on this. Yeah, I'll agree. Year's WrestleMania, so I'll give it that, and like mm-hmm. automatically that gives me like a, almost like I kind of forgive it just yeah. because like all right, well th- the least this year it was 14 matches in total, and 13 of them were with all full time superstars. Right. So that's great. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, but you know, let's let's go over a couple of the matches here for, mm-hmm. for NXT that, I, that I'll give you two that I thought were really. Oh, so really we're, good. are we doing NXT first, and then we're doing? Wrestling? Yeah, I would say might as well. Yeah, okay. might as well. I'm not going to go yeah, through. Good. I'm not going to go through every match, but um, I mean, the first night was really good. Almost mm-hmm. every match on there, besides, I mean, the tag match wasn't bad. No the tag team I championship match. Way. But it was probably the worst match on the card. It, like, watch saying something, seeing as the, like the worst match in quotes. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. But the, I'll, I'll tell you the two that I really liked. Um, well, I mean, there were really three, but uh, <laughs> there really were. I mean, I like the Pete Dunn uh, uh, mm-hmm. match. Uh, you know, it's yep. funny. I didn't realize he lost so much weight, and he reminds me a lot of Kurt Angle. Does he? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the mat technician part of it, mm-hmm. but he does a really good job. I thought his mat. I thought that match was really good. Yeah, I thought it was great. I I, and it wasn't like over the top great, but it wasn't like a bad match. It was a great first yeah. match. I liked it. And you and Anya were talking about it. And you guys touched on it last time. And I got to say, I agree that the whole like the Pete Dunn and Kushida, their styles are they're like different, but similar in the sense that his still has like that Japanese strong style and 
Pete Dunne has the British strong style. And I think they mesh really well together. That's at least that's what I saw in this match. It was really cool. Yeah, that was Anya's point. It was a, it was a great yep. point. Yeah, yeah you I, guys I, spot on. Yeah, she was. That, that was a really great point. So I'll, I'll give that one a plus. Um, I also like the um, Raquel Gonzalez versus yes. Io Shirai. Io Shirai. I always mess it up, but I thought that was a great match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. Raquel Gonzalez reminds me a lot of China. Um, yes. Yeah. She is gonna. She's gonna be big. I think she's gonna be big. She. She's gonna fit in there with the. Um, with the top girls there. I mean, the Charlotte Flairs. All. Oh, she's gonna be a great asset. Um, if they can keep her in NXT, like don't don't touch her. Leave her in NXT. Do not bring her to any of the main shows. They will mm-hmm. ruin her. Yeah, they will. At, at the very least, you know, we have our histories with Triple H <laughs> as fans over the years, but when it comes to NXT, the dude kind of knows what he's doing and really appears to like give a shit about women's wrestling. And so he like NXT has by far for me of all the like promotions right now has the most well-rounded and well-developed women's division. It is. Yeah. Like, and and I think this is an example of that. Like, look at all the people that are there that can even came from there, but Raquel Gonzalez, Holy smokes, her and Io Shirai killed it this weekend. And oh yeah. It, like they did a, such a good job of like building her up, like in her power during that match. It was just like so evident and like Io Shirai, just like a bat out of hell, like reckless abandon. And, and I think that's the style that kind of got her over with the fans. Like she's, it was awesome. Oh, agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm right on point there with you on that one. So I'll give you, give you that. And then the other one was Walter versus Champa. I mean, hard hitting. That's all you need to say. They, they kicked the shit out of each other. And I feel like Champa sort of found himself again because I, I didn't pay too much attention to what was going on after him and Gargano had that like empty arena match that like a while ago. It looked like he kind of, I don't know, just maybe was floundering a little bit. I'll admit I wasn't paying much attention at the time, but really seemed to like come back to the stride that I was watching in 2018 and some of 2019. So that was really great to see. And Walter continues to deliver as usual. He now has the longest reign of any champion right now is over two years as UK champion. But let me point this out because this is, this is, he is like the exact person that WWE of the main roster would never push. Like he doesn't have the look. He doesn't really do anything, but he's a grizzly ring veteran. And like, they don't have those guys anymore. You know, like, it's all like, you got to have the look, you got to have this, you got to have that. And I mean, does he even talk all that much? I mean, and what he does, that's, that's the point. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's what I think makes the difference here. Like, I, I enjoyed that match too. Oh, fantastic. Um, And, and Vito, you should be watching NXT UK. I think you'll like it. And it's only an hour. Yeah. Like, you can't beat that. No, no, you can't. No, I, I, I got to give that more of a shot. So, so first night was good. Then I was excited to watch the second night. Um, I'll let you go through what matches sure. you were stuck out to you, Mike. Uh, for me, I really liked the ladder match, the the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight title. Uh, Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin did really well. I, I think they were really aggressive with the ladder in this match. It felt like, and they didn't get any extra. What I liked about it was like it was just a ladder match for if i remember it right i there was no chair stuff happening like there was some outside interference but there wasn't like there wasn't like a table involved and then like, you have this and like and then it just like organically becomes a tlc match it was yeah. just a ladder match and i and i really like that agreed 
Another one that stood out, Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. Congrats to Karrion Cross, by the way. And finally, he wins the championship and he doesn't tear his rotator cuff. So this is good. <laughs> I thought they have a really good match. Just an aside, I, re- I really dig Karrion Cross's entrance. Like, I like the Agreed. whole, his music just like ends. Like, it's almost like a performance to get out and then the music is over. So I thought, I was like, I've never really seen that. Zia Lee has that too, actually. So I have seen it, I guess. Those two, they have like really cool entrances. So hopefully this doesn't become something that they just do for everybody and then it becomes stale. Keep it special. Keep it with just a a select few people. I really think this is going to be a turning point for Balor. I wonder if he's leaving NXT. I I hope he doesn't because I I think he can still have matches with a ton of other people here. And, you know, he can kind of work with Kyle O'Reilly again or Adam Cole or even Gargano go for the North American title. But this uh, great match. Real physical. I dug it. Uh, made Carrion look really good. How about you? No, I agree. I, I thought it did too. Is Carrion Cross, is he part of um, like the Rocks family tree or something? He, he reminds me a lot of the, of, of that. I, I may, I maybe not. I don't think so, but I don't really know. Okay. Cause uh, I don't know. He's got the look, man. He's got that unique look, that good, that unique gimmick. The entrance is great, but again, they're doing a good job of using the manager yeah, to Scarlet's good. be a little bit more theatrical. That makes it unique. It's not just a, I think that the thing about the fiend right now is that he's very unique. It's different. And this, this character is very different. It's not just a wrestling guy. And I'm fine with that. I like having guys that shine in a theatrical setting, but it made it different. And I, I enjoy stuff like that. So good, good for them. I'm, yeah. I, I thought it was a great match. Was it a stellar one? Meh. It was, it was I good. It wasn't stellar, it was but it was good. It was, it was good. a good hard hitting match. Good. I would put it in the top five of uh, any of the WrestleMania matches, but mm-hmm. that's just, that's just me. No, but I, I agree with you on that one on a, on a rare occasion. I agree yeah. with you on that. What a, a Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. What'd you think of that one? I, yeah, I so- dug it. Yeah, I thought it was great too. Um, I mentioned this on the last episode with Anya, but you know, this unsanctioned match like wasn't a thing until Dean Ambrose and Kenny Omega. Yeah. You know, and and uh I just feel like it's kind of like I don't even know why they call it an unsanctioned match. When have they ever called something an unsanctioned match? Like Well, right. The way AUW handles it is that no matter who wins or loses, it doesn't affect their record. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I just I, I get it. They they were trying to make it so that like uh, they were making it seem like it was a very very heated rivalry, which it was. They did a great job building up the storyline. Even the uh, I'll, I'll be truthful, I haven't seen all of the NXTs that they were in, but mm-hmm. I mean, I got the gist of it. I watched the um, the the vignette before and the, the promo leading up, and I mean, it was great. I mean, you had this you know undisputed era been together forever, and they did a really good job of 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 feeling that emotion. Um, I thought it was great. You don't you don't see that all too often um, anymore, and I really like the way they built it up. And the match was great. I thought mm-hmm. it was very hard hitting. It they used some unique things in there with the chain, and yep. I thought it was cool. They went through the stage. Like yeah, that looked like it killed. That, and, and, then, and then not only, yeah, but then not only that, they he beat he beat and ripped the the set apart. You know what I mean? Like it was. Oh, yeah. it was yeah yeah it was awesome i thought it was really cool um yeah so yeah i i thought that was a great way to end the end the end the show i thought it was probably i mean with top two match you know what i mean yeah, and they gave i i, uh, I, I mean oh no no good i was just saying they gave him plenty of time to tell the story 
Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Again, they gave them plenty of time. I don't know how long it was off the top of my head, but I would say it was over 30 minutes. It was. Close to it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that there was a match that long at WrestleMania. I mean, maybe. No. Maybe. I think it might have been. Maybe Sasha and Bianca had a good match. Maybe. They had a good, like, 20 minute, 20 plus minute match. But it gives you, a, like, you could see, like, O'Reilly did a great job of making you feel bad for him. Like, you know, and like that underdog story. And then the mm-hmm. cool thing, I said this last time too, was when he left and you saw uh, Adam Cole on the stretcher, you saw that he was kind of concerned for him. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, this was, we beat the crap out of each other and we hate each other, but you know what? I'm a little concerned. It was a great baby face moment. Really great good baby, baby face yeah. moment. And mm-hmm. honestly, think about, oh, so Undisputed Errors, they were together, I think, they got together in like 2016 Well, they debuted at a takeover Brooklyn right after Drew McIntyre at the time won the NXT title. They won, they debuted, they kicked the shit out of them. So they were together for five years. They were together longer than the shield was. Yeah. Like it, so it actually felt like it meant even more mm-hmm. when this all ended. It Great storytelling. Yeah, that's the really stuff. That's the stuff that WWE is missing in the main roster right now. It's just mm-hmm. any. They're getting there with a few things, but they need to do it more consistently. Overall, NXT. Overall, great. Very happy with it. Very happy. One, with it. my one nitpick, Vito. Please. I kind of feel like this is the first year that I really wasn't into the Gargano match. I was like, meh. Like he's yeah. fine. It was fine. Like I, I don't mind. Like the we didn't talk about the women's tag team ma- championship match, which was good. But I would actually put Johnny's match under it because I was like, uh, you know, I just wasn't. I don't know why. I maybe that's the fallback of doing like a tournament the night before and then they fight him the day of. I don't, you know, yeah, that story. Yeah, that that's probably it. Again, you get invested. I talk about this all the time. Like, you, what are you going to invest yourself in when you have thirty different storylines that you're trying to pay attention to? something gets left in the dust. So yeah, it is what it is. It wasn't his yeah, year this year to be, to be pushed like that. And that's fine. I mean, he's, he, yeah. we all know what he is. So yeah. I have no, no, no issues with that. But yeah, I thought I give it a, a solid grade. You know, I give it yeah. a B plus very happy with it. Lived up to the expectation. We thought it was gonna be better than WrestleMania. I personally think it was anyways. Overall. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's move on to WrestleMania. So, you have the Thursday night or Friday night SmackDown. Again, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch uh, that at all either. And, and <laughs> so, I'm so glad that they put that stupid battle royal on it because it's pointless. Oh, you're right. And, uh, and oh, like so it, good. It, it, it's t- telling us and like now they understand like what this is. They're like, oh, we'll put this on SmackDown. And like so Jey Uso wins it and like nobody cares. They've shown that it doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, I'm glad they did that. It gave room for all of these matches to get some time. Granted, it was still a long show. Think about how much longer it would have been if it was all 14 matches. It would have been terrible. Some of these matches would have had time cut completely short, which I feel like if I'm going to just like throw a dart at the board here, it probably would have been Cesaro and Seth Rollins. It gets like either cut or like it becomes a squash match or something where like Cesaro just spun him 20 times and then he leaves, you know? know. (laughs) Um, Listen, I completely agree with you. I I do. I do. I, I'll say this about WrestleMania. The first night, obviously, I'm going to give them a little bit of a break. I never do that, but I'm going to give them a little bit of a break on this one. I will say that the set, Bobby Stone, you may, you may, I don't know if you saw it or not, but the set for uh, WrestleMania was awesome. 
I mean, and it was good to see because you've had this Thunderdome, same no audience set for a year plus now. Mm-hmm. And it was good to see a different set and, and everything. And I was, I, I like that. Then you have the rain delay, which has never happened. And it definitely threw everyone off. And I know you're going to talk about that. I mentioned it in the last podcast. There's some stuff that you thought was pretty good coming out of it. But I, I before you say that, I just want to say the one thing I thought was really cool. It's like a, a, a plus for them, but also a negative. Vince McMahon came out and thanked the fans. And I thought that that was pretty cool and kind of thanked the wrestlers for doing what they mm-hmm. did. And and it was definitely like, if you listen to anybody talk, even in the Jericho Austin interview, they were like, this is the Jericho's like, I've been doing this forever. And this is the worst trying to wrestle with no fans. He's mm-hmm. like, cause you can't get a read. They, they, I thought that was a cool moment. The downside to it is, is these wrestlers have been doing it without fans for a year and a half. So now you go into the grandest stage of them all. Everyone's nervous. And now you have fans again. And it almost, <laughs> it seemed like things were off a little bit because you had the rain, you had the fans, you had everything. And I, that was just my opinion. Well, it's almost akin to like your first, your first like show in front of an audience. Like you just had basically a year of rehearsal. And now you're just hoping that what you've been doing this whole time is actually being liked by people. Twitter can only give you so much of a barometer. Uh, you know, what's it going to be like when you're out in in there again? And and not so much for like the established guys here, but some of the people that were coming up, you know, the Naomi and Lana's, the Riot Squad and like the things that they're doing to try to develop, uh, you know, even Cesaro for that matter, or Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business, like all of these guys were having like really big developmental moments with their character on at a time when we didn't have anybody in the audience to really give them the gauge of, is this working? Yep. No, I agree there. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, let's, let's kind of briefly go through them. All right. We're not going to go through yeah. every match here. I, don't, uh, okay. I don't really want to, but let's pick two matches that let's pick two matches here. Uh, one I want to talk about, they, they started it off with uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. And I thought, that was a fantastic. No, did they? They started off with that, right? Yeah, they did. They did. I thought that was a fantastic match. Um, I, th- those two were grown on me. McIntyre, mm-hmm. in particular, I wasn't as big as fan, and um, he's he's been growing on me, man. Like you can see, he's kind of taken a a leadership role and like being like, I'm gonna do this. Like this is what I'm gonna do. I think his wrestling is great. I think his mic skills are getting better i just i mm-hmm. overall i like him and then i've always liked bobby lashley and i'm glad he's back in the spotlight again and he's being misused by not being in in the heavyweight title picture against these guys like oh absolutely yeah you know, so i thought the match was great i think one it, it was it was really great to see bobby lashley get a moment as champion and get like a, a bomb entrance at a wrestlemania like he needed that I mean, the last time he did it was like, unfortunately, like the Donald Trump match. Like, and like that was it's that's fucking tainted as hell right now. <laughs> so we should just strike that from the record. But no, this this was great. It more than made up for that. I I really think he has put so much work in, and I've gone back and I've watched some clips of the stuff that he was even doing at TNA when he was paired up with MVP, and you could see sort of the evolution of that into what they've been doing at at raw and i don't know what the hell mvp says to vince but like keep doing it mvp like you are and like a guru whatever you're doing to convince him to just let you guys do your thing 
please, for the love of God, keep doing it. And and I hope you convince him to put the Hurt Business back together, quick aside, because that, that needs to happen. Maybe that was the trade-off to allow Bobby Lashley to retain it at <laughs> WrestleMania. It's was like, all right, pal. You know, it's yeah. just... I thought it was a good match. So I, I'm with you. For me, my the match that I my the first match of the two, um, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I was just I think it's just purely because I was so happy for Cesaro. And to have a match and to win against somebody who's a former universal champion, former former WWE champion, US Intercontinental, like you know, Seth's a Grand Slam champ. And he was able to win against him at WrestleMania. I think that's really significant for Cesaro and his progress. And I hope that something comes of it. Not going to hold my breath, but I will concede that that night was a good night to be a Cesaro fan. Yeah, I, again, the rare occasion we're going to agree on everything here, but I, I also agree with that. I, again, I think a match like this should have more time. Like, I just thought it was too short. And uh, the one thing I'll take out of it is Seth Rollins, right? I've never been a Seth Rollins guy. I thought he's a good wrestler. I thought mm-hmm. he's got all the skills. But you know what this showed? This showed that Seth Rollins can play a great heel. I loved his uh, his promo for this where it was like, yeah, press, press, uh, Seth Rollins, like your, your real champion. And, you know, like mm-hmm. it was just a great – that was a cool little thing that he was doing. And – um but it showed like you don't have to win to get over, you know, and there's not enough of that. Like I, if he can realize that and some other people can realize that, like, you know, you're going to lose. It puts you over just as good, too. Yeah. And I think you'll notice that, you know, he'll start if he can start doing that more. And it's not all about Seth Rollins and, you know, he's got this. He's got that. Like. This is a part. It was. I thought it was good, and I, 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 you know, again, he was kind of stagnant in my opinion. I just, I agree. Not a. I think he's got all the talent in the world, but this, this just showed a different side of it, and I thought it was good because you know it was a moment that needed to be had. Yeah, and and to like piggybacking off of that, you know, Seth did lose a lot of momentum when he left, and he came back. He never really struck a chord with me as a heel in this run, but. I always hearken back to his 2014 run that I thought was really good. And I feel like recently in the build, at least to the Cesaro match, like you said, he found that again, like he found some footing and it wasn't because he's relying on like a group, you know, whether it was the shield or whether it was the authority or whether it was the uh, buddy Murphy. And I forgot who else was there, but like business. No, 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 no. Uh, It was somebody uh, else. The pain, pe- the yeah, whatever it was, those guys. That's the, how yeah. that's how memorable it was. Yeah, that we can right. remember. Who it was. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think he kind of found himself again with it, and I think that's great for him. And uh, I'm, it makes it all the more special because I think for Seth, it you were saying something about him losing and not really losing anything because of that, and sort of even gaining. He's won all the championships he can win he's sort of morphing to a point where he can start doing that and he doesn't lose anything by losing. Yeah, no, so. I agree. So that's a good one. I, I'm going to give you another one here that is kind of an interesting pick. Well, you know what though? I, 
What who's your second I, pick? My my next pick is is going to be the same one as you. I already know it is. It I thought the 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 match of the night or both nights was really Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. I, that's got to be your next one too, right? That's got to be. Wait, so are we doing of all nights? Because I thought we were doing each night. Oh, I was going to do all nights. I was going to do all okay. Nights. Sorry. All right. Um, I would bet that that's because I know you've talked about. I think that was the match of the the show. To be honest with you, I thought it was great. They're giving Roman Reigns the push. The right way this time as a heel, and he is killing it. He is killing it. He is killing it in that position. I just and it had to have Edge and um, Daniel Bryan in there and have their spots and the way that they they did it. I just I thought it was great, man. So we actually disagree. Okay. On what I so for me, what I thought was the match of both nights was the main event of night one. Okay which was the SmackDown Women's Championship with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Okay. Both of those matches deserve to, I mean, they both earned their spot where yep. they were. Like, yep. there's, a, there's a reason why you and I are both like, well, our matches were these two. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> they were the both main events, you know? Yeah. I'll jump on the, the triple threat, though, and talk about that because I'm, I am with you. I think this was one of the strongest showings for Roman Reigns that didn't feel like inauthentic in a long the time. The booze were real. Yeah, the booze were real. <laughs> and it wasn't like go away heat. It was just yeah. like, no, you're like, you're actually heat. doing really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it like, heating. we're going to yeah. boo you. That was awesome. Vince McMahon was probably breathing a sigh of relief because like we were talking about before, there's no audience there. So you don't know if he's like somehow become a face to them because he's doing what everybody wants and wanted him to do. I'm happy that people were actually booing him. He's doing a good job. He's like, it's amazing to think that finally in 2021 and what is what, like maybe his fourth or fifth main event of WrestleMania, we finally feel like, yeah, he should be there. <laughs> We're saying that like, there's no problem with it. It comes with the right push mm-hmm. and you push someone too early and it doesn't always work out. And I, if you go back in the annals of time, it's, it's probably gonna, there's, there's probably plenty of examples of this. Um, that's fine. He's figuring out now. I just wish they did it a little bit sooner. And you know, what's good. His wrestling is pretty damn good too. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said that about him very much, but I think it's because no. he, he, he doesn't have to worry about like everything else. He's just like, I can be myself. I can feel a little bit more natural. And yeah. he's got Paul Heyman on his side. That kind of mm-hmm. gives him that extra heat. I just think it's. I think it's good. I'm. I'm very happy with it. I thought Edge lived up to. He wasn't a part timer. No. Thought he put. A, he thought he did great. Daniel Bryan did great. Um, Love the two of them in that match. Really did. I. I wouldn't mind seeing them in a match by themselves. I would love too. that. But I. Because I mean, really, I think like fifty percent of the match was those two. Seventy five percent of the match was really those two, and twenty five percent was 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 Roman Reigns. But Roman mm-hmm. Reigns got over because of what they did, and then the, right. the double pin at the end. Oof, that was that's that the was stuff you awesome. love. Awesome, like that's the you stuff used to see love. that in like squash matches with Ryback, oh, yeah. you know, and he would like have the guys up and he would yeah. just do it. This was the first time I ever watched it, and I was like, yeah, that's deserved. He beat yep. the shit out of him. Uh, oh, that yeah. was the he won, oh, yeah. and it like, and it didn't feel. Like, I don't know. There was something like really cool about that moment. He had just been kicking ass the whole match. All three of those guys were were fantastic in it. Just the visual of Roman pinning both of them. Like he drags them over and then he goes over both. Like, holy shit. So good. And and even like the little detail of making sure that like edge is over enough so that his shoulders are down too. So you don't have any sketchy situation. It was yep. definitive and dominant. 
I loved it. Agreed. Agreed on all accounts there. I uh, thought it was great. And, you know, the best part about it is it ended the night, which made it even better. So, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it didn't send people home happy, which is actually kind of cool because yes. they could have switched it and just had, you know, they could have had the Sasha and Bianca match because that was definitely the feel good moment of the whole weekend. Yep. Was her winning. I think a good, you know, you know, I don't know if we're giving edges do justice here, but he really built up the, oh, I really want to win that championship mm-hmm. back. Like, and everyone really kind of wanted to see it. So it even put more heat on, on rain. Oh so. yeah. Big time. So anyways, I, that was a good match. Um, I, I will say the other guy, the other thing I want to touch on, cause I know it's been one that we talked about a lot is, uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, the fiend and Randy Orton. Um, Oof. I was disappointed. I felt bad, but I was really disappointed. It's just one of those things. Like I love the entrance. The fiends entrance. was So good. So good. It's been built up so great. And I just, I'm not going to say I hated it again. It's a short thing that could have been so much better, so much better. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. It was, I just, I, it just was not my cup of tea. It doesn't turn me off from the fiend. I just, you got Randy Orton, who's a great wrestler. And I I just thought it was a waste kind of, but Mm -hmm. whatever. I, I, so we'll move on. I just wanted to touch on that one. Um, and, and then what are, what are the other ones that you wanted to touch on here? Well, we need to, we need to make sure we give time to the women's championship match. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Like I can't sing their praises enough. Yep. I don't know if you, when you were listening to the commentary in the beginning of this match, <laughs> I can't believe that they actually said these are the first two black women to main event a championship match at WrestleMania. Do you realize that the, the, for all the things that they do about like forcing history and like really kind of pushing it, it's like essentially becomes part of their marketing ploy. Yeah. This was great because it actually just felt real. It was like in the moment, like, oh, and, you know, for folks who don't know, this is why this is important right now. This is why the crowd's going crazy. This is why Bianca Belair is basically crying in the ring because it's fucking monumental. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was so cool. And I think that added to the allure of the match. Sasha Banks, do you realize, like, she is involved in almost every milestone in the women's division in WWE? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they went down some of the lists and, and you know, d- she didn't win this, but she was in the first women's elimination chamber match, too. She's in everything. She's always there. They might try to always have the title on Charlotte, but the real, I think, like, rock, like, foundation of this division is Sasha Banks. Yeah, she, she can wrestle, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And this isn't anything. This, it's not a knock against Charlotte when I say this. It's just, yeah, this is how I see it. And oh. and I, I thought this match was really well done. I found out that, you know how they all have like agents, people that put together matches, you know, like how Pat yep. Patterson used to do. And so TJ Wilson, uh, Tyson Kidd, yep. helped put together this match. And and it was it, it was really, really wonderful to see. The chemistry between them is awesome. I, I can't wait to see more of their, their one-on-one classics. Bianca Belair, holy shit. This showcased her strength. You know, we talked about Raquel Gonzalez at TakeOver. They did some similar work here and and in a way that just, I think, really wowed the crowd. Like, you know, with the whole she body, like she caught her and she did the whole John Cena body press roll through. You know, when she like, yep. you know, he used to like catch him, yeah. come up and like she yeah. did that and then just basically yeah. deadlifted her over her head and just walked her up the ramp into the ring. Like, 
that was uh, such a cool moment. How about when Bianca basically cut her in half with her when she whipped her hair at her? Did you see yeah. the scar yeah. on her midsection, dude? It yeah. was wild. No, it's a good I, match. I, I think I'm just super excited. I, I think this was, for me, this was my whole match of WrestleMania weekend. I, it was unreal. And, yeah, no, and I, it, I can't wait to see more of it. I, I watched I, it again, too, just, yeah, just the other day. I'm not going to disagree with you on it. I'm not going to say uh, it wasn't. I uh, I really liked it as well. I thought it was a good one. Um, they ended the two nights very well. So I agree there. Uh, there are a co- couple others I just want to <laughs> touch on that. The Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn one. I really liked it too. I mean, look, mm-hmm. these guys didn't get any promotion for it really. Yeah, they didn't need to do with uh, the YouTube guy. I agree. But I mean, there's really no point. But I, I got to yeah. tell you, man, I, I they need to push Sami Zayn a little bit more. Uh, he is a great heel. Uh, he's believable. I I like his style. Yeah, I do. I just I think he's better than people give him credit for. I and Kevin Owens is what Kevin Owens is. Like I like Kevin Owens. Um, Me too. I just, wonderful. you know, he had his run as champion and it was lackluster. I mean, it was all right. I just, uh, he's just a different style dude. And, um, but I really like Sami Zayn and I, I hope he finds his groove because I, I really enjoy watching him. And again, it's, you have so many people in a promotion, people are going to get lost. And mm-hmm. he's, I think kind of the unfortunate one. I liked when they were pushing him as the intercontinental champion. Cause it was, you can be the intercontinental champion, be just as over as the, the WWE champion. So, um, I, I, I like them. The other guy, I re- so go ahead. Go ahead. You want to? Uh, well, I was just going to say that I, I'm I, again. I think I kind of disagree with you because I like. Okay. I, I think Sammy's had a really good run in his uh, paranoid character that he's got going on. Yeah, he's got that. like he's basically has <laughs> the uh, wrestling with shadows crew following him around, I know. Know, watching his every move just to make sure nothing shady happens. I, I do think that Sammy could probably benefit from a change of scenery. I, I think he's done all he can do on SmackDown. Yeah. You and I were talking before we started recording about NXT UK and how in my head, I, I thought maybe it would be cool to sense like two superstars like Sheamus or Cesaro over there, like for a stint. And Sammy Zayn is another one that I would say might do well to go over there and, yeah. you know, work with some of these guys. They, there's just, that's the, you know, it's the gift and the curse of all these different brands that they have. Uh, yeah. You could Raw and SmackDown don't have to be the only two shows that these guys keep going back and forth on, and and occasionally dropping to NXT. You know, NXT UK exists too, and like that's like a really untapped market for them. I feel like, and and I don't know that no, I'm going I, off on a, on a tangent, but that's I that's a great thought. That's a great thought. I wanna I wanna keep moving a little bit because I wanna talk. I wanna give us like ten minutes to talk about. Austin and mm-hmm. Jericho. Yeah. Um, yes. So the only the, the couple other matches. Um, though I just want to touch on this one quick. Matt Riddle, Sheamus again rushed. It was a little sloppy. I like both those guys. They just the timing seemed off on some things. The ending was unbelievable. Here's oh. the thing. There's the thing about Matt Riddle though. I think he's an awesome wrestler. I think his gimmick is really cool, but they're like almost overdoing it to some degree with the whole bro thing and like it just seems forced and it doesn't seem great when he does some of those those talking points but i i like him i think he's gonna i i think he has really good potential because he he he's great in the ring he's very athletic man and um i i I think once he polishes some things up and i i just i like him i do agree with you on that i thought that was good and uh i just want to throw a couple shout outs for this uh 
shout out to the riot squad i think they kind of shined in a losing effort that's all i'll say they did really well i think the crowd sort of was behind them and i i haven't been a huge fan of tamina over the years i've had a lot of complaints about some of the work she's done but i'm glad that she got that moment that was really cool the crowd was like legitimately into her and natty and and you know both of them are veterans so i'm happy that they got their moment i'm sad that they lost but hey you know what i'm glad that that happened but again kudos for the riot squad and two almost having his debut with aj styles versus the new day this actually was a really good debut i think they did a good job of like protecting him and also keeping him powerful and it couldn't it, they couldn't have picked a better tag team for it to happen against because the my I, I guess i didn't understand it until i watched it because the whole time i was like why is the new day fighting these two jamokes but as it turned out i thought the match came up really well I think AJ Styles is AJ Styles. You know what you're getting when you have him in a match. We didn't know what we were going to get from almost. And I was really happy with what I saw. It was, I think it meant a lot for the new day to be that tag team to lose to them because they don't really lose anything by it. They are well-established. They're always going to be popular. They're always going to be in that, that tag team title picture. You have a former champion in Kofi on that side too. I thought it was great. And and the fact that Kofi was the one that took the pin is another little boost for him. Like you pinned a former champion. That's a big move. And uh, I just want to say that I think almost is better than Great Kali. No offense to Great Kali. I mean, I think I, it, it sounds like people bar is as a very person, low. I'm, I'm with it. I just didn't think he was great. In, yeah, as a bar is very, very low. So I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. I know. Yeah, I, I wanted before we we end. So we missed a couple here, but I, let's let's just say again, great job by everybody. This was the first match back. Yeah, first match I back just, in front of fans. I, I it it was a good WrestleMania. Was it the best? No. no. Was it the worst? I'm, no. No. I'm excited. To, there were there were shining shining moments. I just <laughs> I just wish people had more time to tell their story, and it wasn't so many WrestleMania moments. Like I just that just. It, well, it kills I didn't the think whole. There was that many though. I thought it, it was, but they like, always like shoot for it. That's all they yeah. talk about, and I just it drives me nuts yeah. sometimes. I just you can create a WrestleMania moment. Like I look at the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. They mm-hmm. were like a mid tier match, and they made that WrestleMania. They made that WrestleMania. They they shit. They named a a, a match after a, a pay per view after that mm-hmm. match, and right. like it's stuff like that. Like you want to see some of that and. But it, it's not the whole thing, and I, no, I, I just no, I agree with you. I think if you my my takeaway from in terms of any moments from that whole weekend was, I would say, uh, to a lesser extent and more of just like a moment in general was that that first opening segment with Vince and the whole superstars out yeah, there. Very cool. Very, yeah, cool, very cool. The other one for me is Bianca and Sasha because of of the context of what that actually meant. That was and and the fact that the crowd made that a moment. Yeah, that was that was organic and that was real. And mm-hmm. so, uh, like you said, like I know that they try to force it a lot of times, and oftentimes, like when you, I used to, I watched Total Divas, and sometimes they'll talk about, "Hey, I'm in the women's battle royal. It's my WrestleMania moment." It's not. It's their way no. of just getting you on the show to give you, a yeah, yeah, and right. it's and it's all well and good, but this is sort of what this is a bigger issue. A systemic issue with WWE. Before we before we close, Mikey, for all that has been good and for all that has been bad, mm-hmm. the WWE has done really well with putting out 
great charity moments. It's not all all bad in there. Their team has just done a lot of good for a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. And I think they are really, you know, for as out of touch as they are with their fucking disaster of the pulse of the universe, what they are really in tune with is how to be a part of the greater whole and matches like Sasha's is huge. And I'm not trying to trivialize anything. I think they recognize it. And the fact that they were able to actually give a bigger voice. I mean, there was, I want to say it was a NXT match a, a couple of months ago. I think before Bobby Lashley came up, it was a, and I'm going to apologize because I don't know the gentleman's uh, names, but everybody in the ring, including the referee, to start off the match are African American, and they're big. You know, those are those are great moments, and and they. I don't think it's being forced. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's organic, and I I think it's something that is great statement wise. So sure. Yeah, the culture the culture in there is totally different than it was years ago. And it's Absolutely. like a, it's a good thing. It's definitely a good thing, but it's it's also like again, I, we're going to have an episode on this cuz I need to talk about it. It's a lot to do with just the territories and the overall just how they bring guys up. That's that's what bothers me. Um there's just a lot of cookie cutter stuff as we always talk about. But no, you're right, Bobby. I agree with you. Speaking of charities though, before we get on to Austin, and if we go over a couple minutes here, that's fine. I want to talk about Austin Jericho. I I, I want to end this on something good really good so um the, before we do that though so they had titus o'neill and uh hogan hosting the show and oh my god mm. so here's the terrible th- it actually makes me extremely sad that hogan's career has turned into what it is and i i just wish he would go away at this point to some degree because I, he's he's just ruining his legacy further in my opinion like i the guy I was hogan. a myth the guy was a myth and a legend and he made some bad choices and he did some stuff and you know overall was he a great guy in the locker room no he was all for hogan but we're gonna have an episode on him we'll talk about it more it just makes me sad because he was like a childhood idol and i I think a lot of people feel that way and and then it's just it it, unfortunately it's he's killed it but um yeah that wasn't a great great segment and they actually booed him a lot Mm -hmm. of the times and piped in cheering so yep great well that's Um, not surprising no okay but real quick before we end it bobby i want to talk about this because this was awesome they did an austin broken skull sessions and they had chris jericho from AEW on it which boggles my mind i talked about this with anya we we discussed the reasoning behind it and the whole vince and austin things we don't need to get into that if you want you can listen to the last episode and you'll you'll hear more detail i said that there's no way they get on there and talk about AEW. It just isn't going to happen. Yeah. I said, it's all going to be softball questions. And boy, for the first time, and I can't tell you how long, was I surprised. And it wasn't even like a like a, a astronomical surprise. It's like something that should happen. And they talked about AEW. And they talked about Tony Khan. And they answered a lot of questions. And I've been and listening they, to... They uh, mentioned the Young Bucks. They mentioned they men- Adam Page. Yeah. They mentioned Orange Cassidy. They it mentioned was Kenny awesome. Omega. It, it was, was it was fantastic. Awesome. And you know what? It was a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. because I've always liked Jericho, but this interview, Austin does a really good job interviewing him. And he, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's a pretty good interviewer. And 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 Jericho's a great storyteller. So it like it was a great match. This was the best one by far. Mm-hmm. And 
the thing that was so cool, and I learned this after effects, I was listening to interviews. And I don't know, maybe it'll be gone from the network in a week or something, but they asked questions and both Vince and Tony Khan, because Tony Khan had to approve it too. You know what I mean? It wasn't just Vince. Mm -hmm. And they both trusted these guys enough to talk about this stuff without bashing on anybody. And they they, they killed it. They did. They, they did. nailed it. They, they didn't, nailed they it. They didn't bash anyone. Even no. when he talked about when he was leaving, he yep. said, hey, you know, you just got to recognize when it's time to go, which is not a statement of damnation on anybody. It's just, and it was, hey, a, it was time for me to move on. It was a great point because, you know what? Screw the guys that sit there and collect the giant paychecks and, and complain about, about not being used. <laughs> Screw them. Gotcha. Jericho said, no, I'm not doing that. You know, and he went to NXT, he went to it, it went to Japan and said, you know, wow, this is fun. I didn't I didn't have to get approval for something. I didn't have to do that. Like, good for him. Good for those guys for doing all of that. Like, mm-hmm. change it up, man. And yeah. like it was just such a breath of fresh air. And what's cool about it is Jericho didn't come back and he wasn't negative. He was so positive about his time in WWE. And to see the fact that he writes down all of his matches. Yeah, I kind of like, want to read that memoir of just all that stuff. What a great dude. Like, I did not realize all the behind-the-scenes stuff and how much effort he puts into it. And, like, very cool stuff, man. Like, yeah. if you haven't checked it out, you're missing out. It's, it's wonderful. It was great. It was great. Great interview. Great interview. Yeah, uh, I mean. I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I We're, we're in, in sync on this one. I it think was like, him and Jericho had, they were just two friends talking about wrestling. And it was like two legends talking about wrestling. And it was like, you could learn so much from that interview. I'm not even a wrestler. And I learned a lot, you know, and like, just like the stuff he did about how he gets like phrases over mm-hmm. like stupid phrases. Like he talked about the stupid, stupid idiot. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like dude. And how he, every time he comes out and he changes from a heel to a, 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 a face, a baby face, he changes outfits. Because it makes sense. And it's like that little stuff goes such a long way. I didn't realize the hairdo thing was a, a Gene Simmons thing. I that no makes idea. sense. I just no thought idea. it was a stupid Jericho thing. Right. I thought he was just doing it to be annoying, which was working for him. And the, the other really cool thing was th- his debut. They talked about his debut. Um, I don't know if you it's- ever saw it, Bobby Stone, when Y2J came in. But he came in and it was. it's probably the best. It's one of the best debuts. It, yeah. I mean, he interrupted the rock mid promo, which oh, didn't happen in 1999. It wasn't happening. He was and the coming rock, fresh off of WrestleMania. That dude would, had a bunch of fire. Oh, a bunch of heat in the locker room. And you know, the other thing was the rock, let him go. Like it's he, yeah. a great point. The rock was great at that. I never really thought about it, but he let people just like eat at him, eat at him. Eat him and then he would come back and just devour yeah. them. I mean, <laughs> think about how much the rock used to get the shit kicked out of him. Like he also would allow stuff like this. Like I, I, I just think it's cool. Like, you know how much I love the rock. He was so good at it, but he did it purposely. Everything he did had a reason behind it. Like it was so good. I, I would never have thought any of that, but then mm-hmm. you can see the difference between what he would do and what other people would do and how hard he tried to get, get over in certain stuff. And it, it freaking worked, man. Like I, I Jericho, in my opinion is one of the best of all time. I've always really, liked, I liked him when, when he was, in WCW. I just always thought he was really good. They showed a segment that I didn't even know existed <laughs> where he he had a list of like moves because Dean Malenko was the <laughs> man of a thousand holds or whatever and he went through a list and he goes, "Hold number 1, 
armbar and he kept going and they went to they went it's to so commercial good. break bobby they went to commercial break on the segment and they come back and he he i guess he was just at when they were at commercial break he started saying stuff about whatever the hometown was he was making fun of like their sports team so everyone's booing him and as soon as the camera came back on he goes hold number no hold number 766 armbar and like so it sounded like he was going through all of it and they were just booing him but dude it's it was like stuff like that dude like unbelievable and he gave credit to people that deserve credit like he didn't say i did all of this like he just oh dude it was so good it was just so refreshing to hear stuff like that and you know it's so sad that wwe didn't hold on to him and use him as like a mentor or like whatever because he could teach so much to some people i mean there are some factors where like you just have it and you can do it all right like He even mentioned, he's like, you know, we had Stone Cold and The Rock. Some people don't even ever have a Stone Cold or a Rock. And we had them both. But, like, they also had a Jericho, you know? Like, they also had a Shawn Michaels. Other organizations are starting to get the Jerichos of the world. And they're starting to get the mentors that couldn't necessarily stay with the WWE. And I think it's actually going to be better for the business as a collective. 100%. 100%. 100%. But anyways, we'll we'll end with this. I we could go on and on. If you haven't I I listen, I'm not going to sit here and recite the whole interview. Like it's not worth it. You can go back and watch it. But it was very refreshing. Loved every second of it. Keep doing the Stone Cold podcast. You know, keep doing this type of stuff. And it was nice to see you broke the rules of WWE and it worked. And it worked. And um I mean realistically AEW had way more to gain from this than WWE did. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad they did it. And I mentioned it last episode. I don't know if it's Vince just being like, Hey, we just made a billion dollars on Peacock. So I don't really give a shit anymore. Like, you know what I mean? I, or if it's just like, Hey, I, you know what? I actually respect Jericho. Maybe we're going to let him in on this one. And uh, it I could be back to that thing. Triple H said, about being open for business and maybe this is as far as they can go in terms of being open for business like we may not be saying cross promotional stuff but you might get the opportunity here and there with somebody like like austin doing the interviews and who clearly vince trusts enough to even give him his own friggin' cell phone number like to do stuff like that occasionally and who knows i mean it, or it could, could be like you said literally a one-time thing because they love jericho and figured what the hell it really can't hurt us I, I loved it. Check it out. I'll probably talk about it again sometime, I'm sure. Maybe I'll watch it again. But, uh, you know, last thing I'll say, and then, Bobby, you could take us home here. Um, I know we have some episodes coming up. We're going to do some on uh, – going to do one on Stone Cold. He has that biography coming out on um, on A&E. And then we're going to do one on Hogan. Um, I think he deserves one. You know, you can hate the guy or not, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's still a childhood idol of mine and I'm sure many other people's. Um maybe do one on mankind and then we'll do one on the territories and maybe Chris Jericho and there'll be more, more to come, but we got mm-hmm. some good stuff coming and in between, maybe we'll do some, some IRLs in real life and catch up. But uh, we'll as you can see, we, we did a pretty good job of not keeping it too negative, but it's, it's just difficult for us because it's, it's not what we're used to. Uh, you guys agreed a little too much. Uh, so I am slightly disappointed with that, but great work all around. And until next time, folks, Keep listening. Check us out. Starting from gorilla.com at from underscore gorilla. Just check us out if you already haven't. We love you. We'll see you again soon.
We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.